Hey, Top Model listeners, Shay Kudley here, and today we are going on a trip to South Africa with our Top Model finalists. And joining us on our Top Model investigation is Kaylin Allen from The Ellen DeGeneres Show. We chat with Kaylin about how he'd model through the challenges Tyra throws at him. We talk about flying all over the world living a Top Model life, and Kaylin tells us about his success and has us laughing so hard, like for real, LOL. You guys are really going to enjoy this one. Stay tuned. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shay Kule, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable, I almost said enjoined, but why not? <laughs> by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Hey girl, how's it going? Hi Shay, things are going so well. It is Scorch Arena in LA today, but that is okay. Um, Because you know what? We're going on a trip today. We are coming to the end of our cycle four wrap up and it's our time to take our lucky top models on a trip to the fashion capital of the world. In this cycle, we are sent to Cape Town, Western Cape, South Africa. This trip, like the others, brings lots of drama for the models. We have wild animals. We have a go-see, some fighting, and some major photo shoots. And I just, like, we need to check in. What, um, I wasn't familiar with South African fashion at the time. Now I have the internet and I'm so much more in touch. What are your thoughts on them going to South Africa? Um, uh, my thoughts on them going to South Africa, it's like, hell yeah. I mean, especially at the time, I never really knew of South Africa as being a fashion capital and, I feel like Top Model introduced us, A, to, um, well, here's the thing, though, that I'm, like, actually um, thinking about as I sit here looking out of my rainy window, you know, quite the opposite of your scorching L.A. weather, is that um, I feel like in previous seasons and uh, in a lot of, seasons following there is a distinctive fashion style that is associated with the top model travel location that they go to at the end of the season um i don't feel like we really get that though with south africa we do see a lot of like cool trendy emerging designers but we never really got a lesson on what makes South African fashion, South African fashion, what makes it recognizable, what makes it um, iconic. So I would say that at least for this trip, that is probably what would be a, uh, that felt amiss for me. That's, it's funny because we're talking about what the episode probably would be to replace that today with our guests. Cause it is like, I called it like the culture special, but like thinking about it in the way you put it, it is like that style, like, 
iconic style moment. But yeah, they don't have that. This time we go we go dancing and we learn about like South African culture, which Yeah, it was just kind of like a lot of dancing. It's it was, like, okay, we're gonna go, we're gonna pull out some people, they're gonna have some drums, and then they're gonna dance, and then we're gonna dance, and then we're gonna have a dancing challenge, and then we're gonna dance at a photo shoot. Um, and then we're going to tell Kenya to stop eating so many carbs. They really, really dug that into the grave, like into the ground. Why'd you do that, Tyra? It was very <laughs> triggering watching that, especially with how sweet she was. I like, know. how dare they? I know. How dare and they? Here, and here I am thinking to myself, I'm just like, wow, you can really tell like how we were in the Atkins, like, low-carbs craze because, like, you know, they even kind of, like, have a whole interview where, like, you know, she almost, like, is ashamed to admit that she loves carbs. I'm like, oh, my God, girl, no. No. It's okay to love carbs. carbs. We love carbs. We do. We love them. They're a great source of energy. They taste fantastic. Um, I love a bagel, so... I do, too. We also... You know who doesn't like bagels? Fashion designers. And we get to meet some of them today as well because we talk about the go-sees. This is, like, the cycle where we really get to see the traditional go-see. Like, we saw it before, but cycle three, we got a whack go-see where they only saw that one designer. <laughs> they had to get the Harajuku style and bring it back to that one lady. Yeah, um, and I mean, they really didn't get the challenge, so it was a little womp-womp. Mm-hmm. So I'm ba- happy we're back to the traditional um, go-see style. Do you have, like, a favorite moment from that? I mean... I would definitely say seeing Kenya's competitive side come out in the go-sees uh, definitely was enjoyable for me to watch. That was really fierce. I loved Christina's, like, lostness. I loved how she was... They were like, you looked bored. And she was like, I was only bored because I was running late. And I was like, no, girl, you... I'm like, girl, they've called you a deer in headlights since your makeover. So we we know that you've kind of got that vacant glow to you. There's this piece of me that's like, you know, who knows? She could be having these really complex like elaborate conversations in her head, but just like doesn't put them out in the universe. Like, look, I sometimes get caught up in my own thoughts and I will have like full on elaborate conversations and then think that I have communicated something with somebody that I haven't. That's understandable. Christina definitely seems like she suffers from that. Do we think any of the photo shoots from this trip are good? I mean, we had some amazing photo shoots on that trip. And this one, I don't know if I love any of them. Because we have the Luberderm with the animal. Mm-hmm. We with have the, croc- the with the crocodile, or is mm-hmm. it an alligator? Oh, I always forget the difference. I can't remember either. And then I'm gonna we, say crocodile. <laughs> we'll say it just because they seem they seem drier than um an alligator, and since it's a luberderm thing, the crustiness. Top metal yes. facts. Then we had the dirt where they had to make their own outfits, and then the movement one. I just don't really feel like they hit the mark. No. And, you know, coming back to like the like moment that they had earlier, like what about any of them really reads as like this is South African style fashion. This is this this is significant and recognizable um, and iconic for South Africa. 
Yeah, it just seems like such a miss. I'm not sure. Maybe like the people that did it didn't do their homework, but I'm I think this episode this trip is definitely a lot of drama, which for television purposes is really great. Yeah, I mean, obviously we know that we love to watch the contestants get into it. Uh the tensions do really start to rise between them. God, I'm still really just like stuck on some of these these the direction for these photo shoots. Well, Let's process them and take a quick break, and we should chat about them with our guest. Yeah, I'm really excited because when we come back, we are going to be chatting with Caitlin Allen, absolute icon, guest host on the Ellen DeGeneres Show, YouTube creator extraordinaire, all of the above, and overall sweetheart. We'll be right back. To want to be on top. We are so excited because we are continuing through with our cycle for recap. And we have been chatting with some of the funniest people that we know this cycle. And I know that there's some moments on this trip that we really have a good laugh about. And I am super excited to welcome to our show hit YouTuber and just all around, I wish you could see this amazing hat, stunning fashion queen, and top model super fan, Kaylin Allen. Hi, Hello. how are you? Hello, I'm Hi, absolutely Kaylin. wonderful. How are y'all? I am doing well. I clearly did not get the say something hat memo today, and I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, we all got our hat. We do all have Mine hats. Mine is on. just a little just- bit more dramatic. You, I know you got that say something hat realness going on right now. I am living for it. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. Now, you're in Los Angeles right now. Is uh-huh. that right? And you're in Chicago? Girl, it is so dreary out today. Really? Um, oh, It's so rainy. I mean, it almost feels like it's nighttime right here, but it's really only 4 o'clock. I wish, because, honey, it's hot as fish grease over here in L.A. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's almost 90 <laughs> degrees. I walked outside. <laughs> I said, oh, no, baby, it's October. Okay, Halloween is a couple of days. Like, we don't have time for this. Yes, I, I actually did really get, uh, have a lovely moment of being able to stroll with my little scarf on. Today, uh-huh. you know, feel my little autumnal fantasy. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. I am, I've been a, a fan for a long time, and you are just so hilarious, so funny, charismatic, just so iconic. And um, we couldn't think of anybody better to sit here and chat about this South Africa trip on top uh-huh. model. So are you ready to get into it? Oh, let's get into her. Let's okay. do it. So before we like really just like get dive into the good good, we love to chat with all of our guests um, mm-hmm. about like where they were at the time when this episode was airing. So just want to take you back okay. to March 2005 and, mm. you know, paint a picture of a young Kaylin Allen. Like, what were you wearing? What was like on your, your, um. CD your player, iPod. like what CD, like yeah, your iPod. I was just, like, I literally did not own an iPod, so I always struggle. I'm like, what was? I literally just had a non-skip CD player, so that was my that was my zhuzh. 
I think in 2005, I was in fifth grade. Top model facts. I think so. I was in elementary. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, I love that. And, okay, and, it, really you, love- <laughs> and back then, because, you know, so like when you watch it on Hulu, it's the CW, right? Yeah. But back in the day, it was called UPN. UPN. On my, yeah. And that's where like yes, Girlfriends ma'am. and all Moesha, those shows, One on One, all those shows came on. And America's Next Top Model came on that same channel. So I remember it being on TV. You know, this is during the age of like American Idol. We had like Fantasia Marino and Ruben uh-huh. Studdard and all these people during this time period. But yeah, I was in fifth grade. 2005. Oh my gosh. Okay, so so I know I started dressing myself probably around third grade. Were you a mm. young fashionista? Were you really decisive when it came to dressing yourself? You know, I was I was terrible at dressing myself. And you know what? Now that I'm older, I realize why that's the case. It's because then, you know, I lived in Kansas. I'm from Kansas City. So, like, yes. we didn't have no special, we, you know, we didn't have no Barneys or Saks Fifth Avenue. And I was <laughs> broke, you know? And so, like, I was shopping in the men's department. Like, I was at the JCBenney outlet, you know? Like, what the yes. hell? And so, it was like, I didn't know how to dress myself because that wasn't the clothes I wanted to wear. That wasn't how mm-hmm. I knew how to dress. You know, now you can send me into the store and I go straight to the women's section I get something together, honey, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, and it's one of those things, too, where I feel like uh, access really does play a lot into it. And what I loved about Top Model is just being someone who is just from, like, you know, an hour outside of Chicago. You mm-hmm. know, it was the same kind of, it was like the same kind of zhuzh, but I... And seeing the show, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is what people in New York dress like, like, right now. This is, like, what people in different parts of the world But they looked a mess. Looking back now with, like, uh, 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 with, like, taste that has been elevated. Yes. Yes. But, like, when I was At that time. At that time. time, They was given. (laughs) I think something we say on this show a lot is, uh, it was a different time. It was a different yeah, time. Yeah, that's just, just an a overall theme. Okay. Because I, I was honestly uh, thinking about the episode where they announced that, you know, when they talk, when they let them know the girls are going on the trip, like, uh-huh. Tyra Banks is wearing this little bomber jacket that I was <laughs> watching. And I was like, I kind of need to get that pink little uh-huh. Michelle bomber jacket. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So. <laughs> Were you watching Top Model when it was airing at the time? Did you like sneak and watch it or were you like somebody who came in later? No, I watched it when it was on the air. Okay, right. yes. But so the you thing were a about it, viewer. exactly. And because I was so young, I only remember certain moments, you mm-hmm. know? And so I remember, I also remember the talk show, Tyra's talk oh, show. Oh, yes. So like, yes. I remember like, Specific, like, you know, Tyra Tyra passing out or her getting rid of Tiffany and stuff like that. You know, the yes. iconic moments that we all mm-hmm. remember of because course. they were memorable, you know? Yeah. But watching it back, especially this last episode, then it was, like, triggering memories in my mind. And I was just feeling so nostalgic, you know? Yes, absolutely. And that's what I love about it, too, because, like, you know, when we got into this podcast, when uh-huh. uh, we were in the pandemic, it was just like I was going through watching... Um, so much top model and it was so mm-hmm. strange for me how in watching the show it brought back so many memories of mm. like who I was and where I was at that time and I was just mm-hmm. so like oh girl I could talk about that f- forever and ever so much simpler times back then oh yeah Um. so okay so when it comes to these trips on top model mm-hmm. they normally span over a few episodes and so I mm-hmm. want to chat with you mm-hmm. about some of the trip essentials that the models have. The first thing in a top model trip is that there has to be a ridiculous, way over the top, uh, 
way for the models to find out. So okay. in this cycle, the girls are sent to Cape Town, South Africa, and uh, the girls find out while they are getting um, a lesson doing some, you know, um, modeling with animals uh, for Miss J. Now, do you have any experience? Have you ever worked with a uh, wild animal before? No. No, and wouldn't want to. <laughs> no. Oh wait, okay. wait. No, I have. I've I've worked with kangaroos, koalas. Uh, okay. And, and when I went to Australia. Nice. Yeah, those, how, those are good animals are to work with. Yeah. How are they? Oh, I love the kangaroo. I'm obsessed with kangaroos. Oh my you god, know, I loved it. I was I just, feeding I, them in my <laughs> hand and stuff. I just I, I I constantly think of that image of that like really jacked kangaroo that really like buffed mm. up like yeah because they be fighting oh yes you know and uh, I've been to Australia but I've never had the opportunity to uh, meet a kangaroo or a oh koala. I highly recommend okay so you like the kangaroos more than the koalas oh yeah the koalas don't do nothing but lay in the, in the tree all day and you know they got chlamydia <laughs> I do yes. Yeah, they wow. all got chlamydia. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah. Honestly, it's the most common anyway. I feel like koalas just really are over here just doing what they do. Okay. Go, go, and on, sleep. go ahead. You know, <laughs> I am mad at you. Getting <laughs> high on eucalyptus and having Okay, a... they doing they basically a weho gay. Top model facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 when you said lie on eucalyptus for a second, I was like, does that help? Um <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is that what the koalas do for treatment? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've ever worked with a live animal before. I don't think so. I don't think I have either. And I um, and I don't know if I would. You know, it depends on the. It would, it would probably depend on the check. Or well, um, if you could work with a certain animal, what would it be? Like, I really want to work with a penguin. Oh, okay, come on, penguins. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could work with a live animal, I feel like I would work with a snake. Ooh. Um, yeah, I just really just feel like that would be give you give really fantasy. I really like that. Yeah, now see, I, that's where I, would... I draw the line. The and, snake? And, 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 and that's not, it's a surprising answer to me. I, I, I would have assumed that I probably would have gone for like a mammal mm-hmm. or something like that. But I had seen this Instagram video of this lady who had this snake that was like black, but it was like iridescent. So it looked all like reflective. And I just thought like, oh, that was a really pretty snake. So, mm. you know, if I'm going to do it for a shot, like I feel like that snake would photograph really well. So got it. I'm going to go for a snake. Yeah, no, you're not going to see me with no snake. (laughs) I would probably also, I like want to pick penguin, but they also say like, don't meet your idols. And I hear penguins are really mean. So if I like met a penguin and it was really aggressive to me, I would be so upset. I would be like so, so upset. What? Would you pose with the pig? Pigs aren't oh, wild. They're very domesticated. Pigs are yeah. also mean. There was a pig at the Grove, and at one time tried to, it tried at to take my grove. watch. At the Grove? Yes, it's a long story. It tried to take my watch. It was oh a my very feisty pig. There's a man oh that walks God, around that, Hollywood with a goat. I think that pig was just complimenting your taste. I feel like you you need to just kind of yeah. like look at this at a different angle. That pig was just all like, girl, let me hold that. 
Okay. You talk about an actual animal pig and not like a grinder uh, pig, right? Yes, no. I, I mean, although I am into well. those pigs as well. I, I, um, no, I was a literal farm animal pig. Uh, they like brought... From somewhere out in the valley, they bring this guy with his farm and he like sells soaps at the Grove at like a little pop up and would bring a wild animal. There would be goats okay. sometimes, a pig. The pig was named okay. Edgar Allan Pig and I would buy oh. it celery <laughs> from Trader Joe's across the street and uh, feed it on my lunch break. Oh, that is so sweet. That Come is on, so sweet. Come on. Yes. Come on, Edgar Allan Pig. Um... <laughs> We got to check on uh, their availability, see if they're a top model fan. Mm-hmm. Reach out. Mm-hmm. I have their Instagram, I think. Work, work. <laughs> um, and I and I also think about, too, because, like, when they're doing this, you know, little posing challenge for these animals, like, it really did suck that they did have them out there in the mud, in the rain, uh-huh. like, pretending to be these animals. Uh, Christina looking like a lawn jockey. Uh, I was low key dying over Miss J saying that she looked like a lawn jockey because that was uh, pretty accurate. Um, but the girls, obviously, while out here posing, you know, Tyra comes in, she lets them know, like, oh, I hate this scenario. We got to go. And meanwhile, she lets it be revealed that the girls are going to be uh, really taking on these animal personas in a better location that is Cape Town, South Africa. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So once they get to Cape Town, you know, the girls obviously are given another lesson uh, about the art of the go-see, you know, and we know that a go-see is uh, just top model slang for a casting. Mm Mm-hmm. Where you go, you meet different casting directors and designers to show your book. And in the past three cycles, uh, we've seen different variations of this process. But cycle four gives us the classic go-see. So the top models are given a list of clients who are asked to see as many as possible in two and a half hours. This is a vital lesson in making a first impression. So... For you, question, Kaylin. In your experience, what is one of the biggest slash best lessons you've ever received about first impressions? Mmm. Mmm. That's a good one. Um, well, one thing that I do, especially living in LA, you know, everybody wants to know what you do and who you are and stuff like that. As when people ask me and they don't automatically know who I am or anything like that, I always say, well, I work at Warner Brothers. And the reason why I say that is because of my age and probably also because of my skin tone. They usually Mm -hmm. think I'm like the valet or something like that, (laughs) you know, so then if they Mm -hmm. then become dismissive or they act Mm -hmm. like they don't want to talk to me, then Mm -hmm. I then I go about my business. But yes. if then they are seem to like not care about that and they start to talk to me more as an individual and as a human being, then that's when it starts to unravel. But I, I can already gauge what you what you want to know and what you're trying to get. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. Love that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. See, baby, you 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 could give me a lesson or two about how to maneuver Miss Warner Brothers. I live. Ah! <laughs> I literally will sit there and let them confuse me for uh, the valet. And for some reason, <laughs> stand there 
<laughs> be like, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm I'm not the valet, but I can help you look for them. Honey, you be so, I've been places in, in LA <laughs> at the mall at hotel. I will be in full like what I got on today, like full get up, fully dressed. And mm-hmm. somebody will come and bring me their valet. T- Baby, do I look like I work here? <laughs> no. <laughs> do I look like you think the valet would be dressed like this, sweetheart? You better stop. Okay, you don't get on my <laughs> face, playing. honey. Okay, somebody, somebody go get this man his Honda, please. <laughs> <laughs> I have a similar experience in retail stores. It doesn't matter what ah. clothing store I'm standing in. They're like, you're gay. You must be able to let me do a fitting room. And I'm like, no, I'm on my phone. Like, I'm okay. like, really waiting for a friend. And they're like, you don't work here? And I'm like, I have sunglasses no. on inside. Okay. <laughs> Ma'am, yeah. this is pet smart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually coming home um, early this morning uh, with some coffee and I'm going to the elevator with my bag and it's like 7.30 and uh, these two guys come out and I'm assuming they're like residents in my, my building uh-huh. and I could tell that he thought that I was like somebody delivering the Starbucks versus like somebody that like lived there and I was just all like I because I tried to like greet him and say good morning like <laughs> baby dust so I was just all like I'm gonna remember you Child, you should have been like do you not know who I am oh well you know he'll get to meet me at the HOA meeting you know there you go you there know, you go. Go and drag. Maybe that'll uh, wake him up. <laughs> yes, I'll be like, mm. um, okay. So let's let let's get into some of these ghosties, shall we? Okay. So Kenya, I'm. Well, you know, I'll get to Kenya in a second because she was really she. Our, our girl Kenya was giving it, but that, let's start first with Naima, okay? Because okay, she was really confident. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wanted to meet all of the designers, although the designers said that she was gorgeous. She met all the designers, but returned 45 minutes late to the meeting with Paolo DeVito at the agency. And uh, Paolo was not happy with her. Uh, I feel like, was this the first time we really we really saw a girl just like deliberately not care about the time limit that was given? Because I think that that, that was kind of like what we saw here and why Naima was uh, kind of scolded yeah, yeah, by Paolo when she got in there. Because Paolo like, looked at her like she wanted to, you know, give it to her. I was like, oof. People yeah, but when you think... Go, Go ahead. ahead. What were you saying? I was just going to say, people have been late before, but and there was always a time limit. But I do think this was the first time where she was like, I'm just going to meet everybody instead of be on time. Like, I don't need to see Paula. I need to meet all these people. I mean, she met everybody that was like available, but there was there still were some people on that list. It was like she got there, the the door was like closed, the shop was closed. That one lady, where she showed up and she's like, "Hey, I thought y'all were like, you know, two thirty to four. She said, "I got a," she said, "I got a meeting that's going on here." She said, "Do you want to show up after work tomorrow?" I like, I'm sure she was just like, "I'm sure you guys are what." <laughs> um, so I feel like in so many ways, who knows? Like I'm. I'm if you were in this situation, Kaylin, if you were a top model and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I have this once in a lifetime opportunity and yes, I want to compete in this competition, but these could be some networking opportunities. Would you just like show up a little bit late for the challenge to try and make those like other connects that could possibly get you, you know, into the business? Okay. Well, I or think- would you stick to the competition at hand? 
For me, because I am a person that tends to play by the rules unless it's stifling me, that I would, I, I, I love that. That really, that really, that spoke to my heart. You know, that spoke to my heart. Yes. Right. Then I'm going to, I'm going to play the game. Like I'm going to be on top yeah. of the competition because that's what I'm here for. I mean, yeah. I'm here for the competition. We can catch yeah. up on that other stuff later, you know? Yeah. No tea, 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 tea. Um, okay. So moving on next, we have Christina who, you know, she really gave it her all, but she just really did not make a good impression on these designers. And, you know, although she felt like confident and like engaged in the conversation, they just felt that she was cold and disinterested. You know, they have that kind of like iconic shot where it's just like that awkward silence of like the woman flipping through the book and like Christina's Mm -hmm. like, She's like looking over at the wallpaper, like, hmm, okay, is that like Venetian plaster that they got? You said it felt like pajamas. Yeah, I know. This feels like pajamas. And the lady was like, oh, yeah, okay, go home. Thanks. I mean, to be fair, this entire trip, they all were just a little off. The entire time. And also, why don't we talk about how nasty their apartments are? Why would you put that on camera? I'd be like, this how y'all living? Speak on it. I mean, it is a mess in there. I think about it constantly. I think about it constantly. And that's like when when, when people are like, oh, could you ever do, like, what what would you think about like a drag race situation where everyone, you know, lived in the same house? And I'm like, no, because I I see how disgusting the child model houses look. I was like, I would never want to live like that. I said, also, that it would, would be chaos. Mm-hmm. To it, it would, it would, it would. Y'all be work. fighting. Yes, it would work on my mental health. I would mm-hmm. be very volatile mm-hmm. in an mm-hmm. environment. Also, like and no, no tea, no shade. But if everybody was made to be in a house, then you would see folks' true colors. Because yeah. I done met some queens in WeHo that weren't too friendly and mm-hmm. weren't too nice. So then you would see mm-hmm. that on uh-huh. the TV. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have the girls exposed, girl. Nope. Yes, ma'am. Okay, uh, I do. I I wanna I wanna get into Kenya's Oof. strategy. She was stressing me these, out <laughs> when it went to these ghost scenes because Kenya was taking no prisoners. She mm-hmm. literally Kenya was involving hip checks. You know, with Kaylin. she said she 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 went she she took those stairs two at a time and those flip flops past Naima. To get up in there and the gig, I said, Kenya is not messing with any of these girls. And I love he live. Would you would you fight a person? Would you cut in front of somebody, Kaylin, or would you have uh let Naima open the door first? That ooh, it depends. It depends on the depends. It okay. depends on the person. Now, what I appreciate about Kenya is the fact that. Girl is there to play a game. Uh-huh. And that's the utmost priority. It's like, this is all about, this is a competition. I'm here to do a competition. That's it. hmm And like, always steps up to the challenge. Hello. And look, I am all for sportsmanship and good sportsmanlike behavior. And I feel like the Naima situation is a little bit different from Kaylin's because it was like they both kind of like pulled up like at the same time. Like Naima just like happened to kind of like get out a couple steps ahead of her. And it's just all like, girl, I Mm -hmm. just got here. I need to get my ass up there. 
I wore my flats. Let me just like hop up these stairs really quick, you mm-hmm. know, and create some like, you know, cute distance versus getting a little bit physical right. with Miss Kaylin and trying to like hip check her out the door. I was like, because I felt like she was emboldened by like being able to like, you know, beat Naima to that go see. But then she started, uh-huh. she smelled blood in the water and she went for Kaylin. And I was just all like, damn, girl, it's really about to be one of them. But yeah. I mean, she won. So good on her. You know, she did what she needed to do, and she achieved her goal. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to get more into this top model trip in South Africa. We'll be right Boom. back. Welcome back. We uh, we're actually just looking at Kaylin's adorable dog Connor, um, <laughs> uh, and just talking about um, our beautiful fur babies. Um, just love my. I literally just got all swelled up with like love and pride and joy just thinking about how much <laughs> love my dog. Okay, well we are still here. We're chatting with Kaylin at this point. We are in cycle four, and the girls are definitely feeling the heat of the competition and then starting to grow visible and more and more girls are becoming irritated with each other. So during this trip, Tyra sends the girls on a lesson to get immersed in the culture as they do every season. And the girls have a dance lesson as a challenge. And I want to discuss what happens after the challenge. So, okay. After an awkward prize challenge, the girls get Tyra mail and it reads 46664, be ready at 11 a.m. So the models are sent off to meet uh, Modiz on Robben Island, a prison that was home to uh, Modiz and Nelson Mandela. The models are given a lesson in Nelson Mandela's history and get to see the cell that he lived in. There is already some tension between the models from the prize of the last challenge where the girls arrive at Nelson's cell. Now, Modis hands over the key to the models and offers them an opportunity to open Nelson Mandela's cell. Mm-hmm. Now, do question, do we feel like the top models were really showing enough respect and reverence when they were in Nelson Mandela's cell? Um, I don't necessarily know. And see, this is where it gets tricky with this specific location going to South Africa and doing this challenge, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. especially during this time period. Yeah. Is that I don't necessarily even know if, especially when you talk about the Caucasian contestants, if uh-huh. they necessarily understood <clears throat> what was going on, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's why Kenya, even though I don't know why the editors need to tell us 50 million times that she was black, I understood Uh it when she said it the first time, you know, that Mm -hmm. I think that was what she was trying to say, is that this means something different to me than it would an average person because of where we come from and our story and what this means to South Africa and so and so and so and so. So I don't necessarily know if it was that they weren't giving enough reverence because, you know, I also think that people don't necessarily know how to connect to stuff that they don't understand. Yeah, no, absolutely. And they're all I, they're all so young. 
Right. They, they are young, but... And they I also mean, got a I, whole bunch of cameras on them. But I had already seen the color of friendship and learned a lot about apartheid at this moment. So, you know, if that information was available to me, it was available to them, too. Top model facts. That part. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's get into this photo shoot, shall we? Okay, so the other point of the model's lesson in culture Uh was to get a movement lesson. Mm-hmm. So they meet Mr. J at an ostrich farm where they find out that they're playing a 1940s aristocratic type of woman on vacation in Africa. So they'll be dancing with three hot male models. And so there's a lot to unpack here. So let's get into these photos. So we, we have quite the situation. They are dancing. They mm-hmm. have several male models, and they're supposed to be 1940s aristocratic women on an ostrich farm. I'm confused. Is, like, an ostrich farm supposed to be really, like, a luxurious place or, like, a a place to relax of sorts? Okay. Now, okay, okay, so I'm gonna, this is gonna take, I'm just, this, I'm throwing things at the wall here. Um... I think maybe I remember in history, there was like a time, you know, during uh, all this colonization that was going on in Africa, where like South Africa kind of became a travel, like a luxury exotic travel destination Mm -hmm. for a lot of like really like wealthy, well-to-do people. And I mean, you think of ostrich, you think of luxury, you know, you think of Mm -hmm. like plumes and coats and all that. So... I could see where a aristocratic woman in the 1940s might be at an ostrich farm in South Africa. I'm just trying to put it together. You know, I'm trying to... The ostrich farm is really what throws me. So that's just why I needed to, like, put that question out there for you. Yeah. With, with Native dancing, dancing Incorporated. And caress yeah. body wash. You, yes. you know what? Y'all glossing over a lot of stuff. Y'all playing it real safe. Because if we really get into the nitty gritty of that photo shoot, it was a hot mess. First of all, we're just getting started, so please. Them two white men in Africa, Mm -hmm. I'm like, where did you ship them in from? Because I know they not walking around here. And then they dancing and not tribal dancing. And that was crazy, even with the challenge that was the tribal dancing. I didn't think that was fair. I thought Mm -mm. that was humiliating. But then they yeah. have to then dance, and then they look crazy. And it also, it felt a little racist because then in their commentary about it, of course they're going to talk bad about it because I can't do it, you know? Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, so it makes them look in a bad light, you know? And in that photo shoot, we got Kenya that's having that issue with the with the boy, and everybody mm-hmm. else is just like, well, suck it up. Well, just make it. No, make it more comfortable for her. Like, just tell them to back the hell up. It's like, you know, it is, it's, it, it, yeah, it, I mean, I, I, cause I think about, you know, being Kenya, who's 19 at this mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. in this situation, <clears throat> you're surrounded by these male models, mm-hmm. you know, cameramen, producers, uh, Mr. J, you know, a lot of these like men who really don't understand how. Right. 
invasive and like <clears throat> violating homeboy's behavior was. You right. know, and that that's mm-hmm. just like the tip of the iceberg, you know? Right. And the caress and the bag. That was random. Because you know, I feel like they didn't even mention it. It just appeared. <laughs> they do say it like in the, th- it's like whoever sponsors the photo oh. shoot. They do like say that at the be- beginning, like this is a photo shoot for caress. But Got it. this Bertini model definitely seemed like he was having a good time touching everybody. Because if you mm-hmm. also watch him with Naima, he also was very handsy with her. Obviously, Kenya was the most uncomfortable with it. And that's... Mm-hmm her truth and she's allowed to live that but I mean Bertini definitely seemed to just be enjoying himself all over these girls Mm -hmm. like what was the brief that was given to Bertini yeah well that's my question is was he a model or was he just like someone that danced and was from Cape Town baby see that's there were like a lot of holes that were kind of left in like what was the direction I bet you, how much you want to bet, like two weeks before this, there were some posters that were put up in a mall in Cape Town that said, you want to be on top? Yeah. Because I was like, where these where these models come from? <laughs> you know, I mean. I'm trying to uh, see if does? I can find where he, if he's still working. Bertini. Mm-hmm. Good old Bertini. You guys um, keep talking about these photos. I'm going to do some research. But, okay. Okay. Wait, you want to talk about actually what, like what each photo was given? Because I got my opinion. Yes, let, yes, let's 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 first start off with uh, Kenya because we were already just talking about her. What is? How do you feel about Kenya's photo? It gave J.C. Penny mm. very much that very mm. J.C. Penny. I didn't like it. I thought it looked terrible. I no. Mm-mm. It really, it's so uncomfortable. You can tell how uncomfortable Kenya is in this yeah. photo. Um, I also didn't like the styling. I didn't like the hair. No, I didn't what, like the outfit. What? Yeah, it's, it's, and in relation to the men too. Because sometimes, you know, it's, it's difficult because we're conditioned, I feel, to always like judge the contestants' performance. But sometimes we have to really also pick apart the professionals that put this together. Yeah, because like, they don't get oh. to choose. Yeah, you're like, because this was a mess. You know how many times I've had to do a shoot where I was not the one in charge of the outfit and stuff, and I'd be like, I look a mess. <laughs> like, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. You know, just a, just a, a, a I, I've unfortunately only been there a handful of times where uh-huh. I really had like just like no hand in the creative in a way that I had to really default and allow them to make decisions that I wasn't feeling. Like that's mm-hmm. thankfully that's only happened like just a handful of times. Good, 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 good. Um, Who's next? Next up, we have our girl Naima. Loved it. I thought she looked sickening. I thought she had the best photo. She killed I mean, this one, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. from her toes to her hands to her fingertips. I mean, she really did. She she made these really awkward mid-height, like four-inch heels look mm-hmm. like a stunning six-inch mm-hmm. time. Now I will say I felt sorry, and I'm and I'm mad that we never addressed this in this episode. Because Kenya was very dismissive of Naima about her blackness that entire episode. Yeah. And I hated that. That mm-hmm. we never talked about it, never addressed it, like just let it go on. Because Naima should have been like, little girl, you keep saying just you the only black one here, we're going to have some problems. 
Yeah, no. And I mean, even as a viewer then, I remember feeling for uh, Naima and those moments and being like, uh, damn, it feels like Kenya is sitting here invalidating mm-hmm. Naima's blackness. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean... It did it's, seem like in the van there was that moment when Brittany was seemed a little overserved and was yelling that you could really see like on Naima's face. She was like, what the fuck, Kenya? Like you could see Brittany yelling at Kenya about something different, but Naima is really just staring at her like, uh-huh. bitch, you really said that about said me behind that. my back? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I like because the whole situation with like the the cell and the key, I feel like that just was really it was uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. It was like the damn. Yeah. Um, okay, so after uh Naima, we got our our dear our dear baby boo, Kaylin. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh I mean what? it gave 1930s. It it gave very uh great Gatsby. Mm, I saw it. There. Yeah, the look was there, but the pose and wait a second. Okay, wait. I totally forgot. Yeah, there's supposed to be 1940. Hold away. Okay, so going back to Kenya and Naima, not not no. Well, I mean, black people in 1930s. What'd that look like? Let me look I mean, it up. I I guess it was halters. True. Flounced skirts. Yeah. Halter crop tops. Flounced skirts. Yeah, yeah. I'm sensing a trend. 2030. What are the black people going to be wearing? Cropped halter tops and flounced skirts. Mark my words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it gives. I okay, ba- Caitlin, yes. Is, her look is there. Like, they outfitted her and her hair looks nice, but she is not dancing. I am not feeling like I want to be at the party at the ostrich farm with her. Like, I'm just not feeling... I'm not being invited to teleported into this photo. I agree. It just looks, it looks like she doesn't fit. Which I mean, that theme doesn't fit into the ostrich farm. That's what, I think that's where I'm like sitting here trying to like put this like mm -hmm. visual story together of like why these people are here Mm -hmm. together with this caress and I'm just struggling. It would have made sense if they were like in some old doom buggy, you know, with their husband or something and they pull up into the, um, into the ostrich farm and they're posing in the car with some ostriches. Okay, come on with the ostriches. Yes. Arm in arm. Well, that I'm would make sense to me. Well, if we're at an ostrich farm and there's not an ostrich to be seen, I'm very upset. I mean... The ostriches said, uh-uh, no, I'm getting paid, honey. Right. And then you got multicultural be standing um, out here in the models. Of your photo. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they also- said, you got me messed up. These outfits are, I'm like trying to understand like what they're, I know they're marketing body wash, but these people aren't really showing like a ton of, like, it's not like the skin is the focus either. So like, what is the marketing point they're trying to make here? I just, I'm like, yeah, I feel like they're, they are really like covered up. I don't like for caress. I feel like with everything else in the background, maybe it's because like last week they did that like really natural shoot in front of the waterfall and they were all kind of like, you know, sticks mm-hmm. and mud and stuff where that kind of maybe that type of aesthetic would have 
also worked here. They were trying to find some way to implement a little bit of fantasy to make it interesting. I don't right. know. But there's I'm no trying. shower. There's no, like... There's not, like... It's what, just like, a basket. Why would you use, like, some caress out here just, like, in the dirt? Yeah, that don't make sense to me. On your dry body. Like, you, they should have used the caress at the waterfall. That would have uh-huh. made sense. Not, like, out at a dry ostrich yeah. farm. Yeah. You're killing me. We have to we get will Mr. Never J. Know. We need to call Mr. J. We please. do. We need to get him. Please. We'll get him on here. And we, this will be the <laughs> first question. Excuse because... me, Mr. J. We need clarification. The caress ad in cycle right. four. Please. Because I, I really, I truly am. I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, okay, caress body wash, like, in front of a waterfall. Like, that would have been, who knows? Dope in my mind. I'm envisioning it. And I'm like, it's like nature's shower. Hello. But anyway. When we get that reboot. Yes, when we get the reboot. Uh, okay, so we have one more photo. Uh, Miss Brittany. So Brittany was given 10 extra frames, and she felt like she needed to beat Naima because Naima was known for being such a fantastic dancer. But Mr. J had to give her some direction because she was given just a little bit too much uh, party girl. Um, uh, Which was in the about- critique. Girl, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the judges think that the they they thought that the photo was beautiful and stunning. Um, however, Tyra did give her the note saying that she had her hands up, um, yeah. and just having her hands up doesn't mean that that's necessarily given. She didn't energy. know how to translate energy without yeah. making it taking the energy up. <laughs> yeah, it Woo! wasn't very grounded. God, gotta love when they play some good cabaret music when a girl is like um, getting too into. <laughs> mm-hmm. I gotta love that edit. But 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 they they do that a lot. They they do um like cabaret music with Britney, um like kind of like seventies porn um themes a lot with Britney, <laughs> um during her photo shoots. Like it's, it's it's like it goes back and forth between like campy, sexy. And uh, funky, sexy. Yeah. Um, Do you think she was sexier than Kaylin? Like, I think this photo is better. I'm a little surprised yeah. that she went on over Kaylin. Um, I. Wait, you're asking if I think that this photo is better than Wait, who went on? Kaylin's? Brittany. I think because Brittany went home on this one. So, right. yeah. But I oh, think Kaylin, Brittany's photo is better, though, I think, than Kaylin's. Oh. I agree. I do agree. But wasn't Kayla and Naima in the bottom? Was it Naima? Wasn't it them too? Facts deceiving me. No, I believe I thought it was Kayla and Brittany. It was. Why yeah, because they, they they called Kayla uh, Kenya first because I think they uh-huh. you know I were trying that. to give her the credit for modeling through it. And then they did uh-huh. Naima because she was such a great dancer. And then Kaylin was not the good dancer. Ah. And they like had to put her against Britney because it was Britney's time to go home. Yes. But I yes. don't think Britney should have. I think it should have been Britney in the top three. Hmm. Speak on it. Sorry. That's just how I feel. I really like hmm. Kaylin, but. I know. Her runway walk was great in that, in that underwater fashion show. Girl. Mm. Oh. Why did they make them dance when they got to the to the judges panel? <laughs> it was a posing challenge, didn't you see them you dance know. and then pose, dance and then pose? I was like, "What is this, honey?" 
And Kenya over there looking like, what they say she's about to look like? She better go make some pies or something. Because <laughs> she did. That's what she looked like. Gee, they had the girls out there just really fully doing the most. Mm-hmm. They had the posing with the, uh, oh gosh, the posing challenge with the um, different objects too. Um, that was like two weeks ago where, you know, they had to do the, um, passion and anyway, these panel challenges and the dancing too. I was just so like, y'all know there's only like one girl that can dance. We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to, uh, chat a little bit more with Kaylin. We'll be right back. back and we are chatting with Kaylin Allen. Now, for those of you who live under a rock, Kaylin is a YouTuber and comedian who does these hilarious reaction videos on YouTube. And these are so funny that they even caught the attention of Miss Ellen DeGeneres. And uh, you were, well, I mean, as we've already learned, you know, it's already brought you up to be uh, a stunning member at Warner Brothers. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you have just about like a million subscribers on YouTube. Like you have such a loyal, amazing fan base who loves, loves, loves your content, myself being being one of them. Um, and I have to just ask you, like, what what made you just want to start making... YouTube content, becoming a YouTube creator, making videos, you know, making reactions. You know, I don't even consider myself to be a YouTube creator because it happened all by accident. And the only reason why I put the videos on YouTube is because I needed a place for the library to live, you know? Uh And, And really, it just, because of that situation and it blowing up the way it did, then it kind of forced me to be a digital creator. It was kind of like, well, this is the avenue you need to go now to pay your bills, you know? And I was a senior yeah. in college at the time. So uh-huh. it was like, oh yeah, we gonna go to Hollywood, okay? And just make it happen, fake it till we make it, you know? So yes. I really had to learn fast and figure it out, you know? So it wasn't anything that was intentional, you know? I think the intentional part about it was how do I take this opportunity and build the career that I want? And I knew that I didn't want to be a digital creator, really. I knew that that was a lot of work. And I knew that uh, it just wasn't as sustainable as Mm -hmm. any other thing and so that was why I worked on making sure that I also did TV you know with and doing movies and stuff like that like I did in American Pickle with Seth Rogen and then hosting the Ellen show and now also working on TV now and working at Food Network and stuff like that it's like that was always the ultimate dream yes yes okay so uh just tell me like how how has the whole experience been ever Mm -hmm. since what I mean what what would you say for you was like the moment where you feel like everything just kind of like tipped and changed? Because I feel like for so many people, it feels like the success is like overnight. But I feel like mm-hmm. for uh, us as like individuals, there's always that kind of like that aha moment where you are like, OK, like I am now like on this path taking me to where I need to go. Now, I know that you said that you always wanted to be hosting, mm-hmm. doing work over at Food Network. Uh, so what what for you was like uh, where it felt like that dream was finally starting to come true? 
I think I've had many pivotal moments. I think I, <laughs> I think first was just getting the call to, you yes. know, to be invited onto the show. I think that was the first time I was like, oh, this is something serious. I need to continue to do these, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's the first time that when I moved to LA, it was a very scary period because I was always scared that I was going to lose it, that it was going to be taken away from me or I was going to mess up or people weren't going to want to watch my stuff anymore and people weren't going to laugh and that I would lose it all. You know, I always had that fear. And then I really gained confidence when I uh, met Oprah Winfrey. And Oprah spoke a lot of, you know, just aspirations into me and, you know, and lifted me up and made me feel uplifted. And so from that, then I kind of started to believe in myself. I was like, honey, if Ellen DeGeneres and Oprah Winfrey can believe in you, then you should be able to believe in yourself as well, you know? That's uh, two people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's I feel two like yeah, that right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, like right, 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 right. <laughs> those are two, yeah, pretty good people to uh, give the signed seal of approval. Can you say, can you say legendary? Yeah, so it was just, and then I think the the most recent time was when I hosted Ellen, yes. and I think that was the first time that I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This Absolutely. feels completely right. You know, because even though I enjoyed making the digital content and doing food reaction videos, it never felt right to me like it Mm -hmm. didn't I didn't feel fulfilled from it you know Mm -hmm. but when I hosted that show being able to be on that stage in front of that camera and to watch it oh I was like this is this is what dreams are made of okay so um this this seems like a little a little bit corny but I I love this question because like you know hearing about you being here in this moment uh just what a pivotal moment to be able to host such a Mm -hmm. major uh, daytime talk show on such a huge network and platform. Uh, what would you say to like five-year-old Kaylin, who was probably who could be out there watching you host a daytime show, sitting there in front of the TV? You know what I would say. This is the thing. I think it would be the other way around because mm-hmm. I can say that that Kaylin believe that I would be where I am today. Mm-hmm. That Kalen knew that he would end up here. Yeah. And so I think it would be the opposite. I think that Kalen would come to me and say, I am so proud of you for oh. making it happen, for not giving up on our dreams and aspirations and continuing on the course in the journey and never letting anyone steer us away from it. I think that's yes. what would happen. So you've always seen this for yourself ever since you were little, little, little. Oh, absolutely. See, I I love that. And I feel a connection and a kinship to that because um, are you familiar with Adler's theory of self-actualization? It's Mm -hmm. like, right? So like for uh, our listeners, it's like, so it's like this theory that like when you're a young kid, like around like the age four or five, you like really do develop a version of yourself in the future that you project and then you like spend the rest of your life like trying to get to that person that you already envisioned when you were like a little 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 child and so like hearing you describe that I was just all like uh I was like it is I, I was just all like it is very much so that like you already knew exactly who you wanted to be and it, it's so fulfilling to see that somebody can manifest that for themselves and it's encouraging for other people to see you do that oh yeah I knew I knew how I wanted to dress 
I knew what I wanted my house to look like. I knew what I wanted to drive. <laughs> like I knew all that. And I was determined. Yes. And you know what? It's like when everything happened, I struggled for a while because I had to figure out how to rewrite a dream. Because mm-hmm. the dream, for as far as I could think, had been accomplished. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, what what do I do now? I I've gotten what I wanted. So mm-hmm. I had to spend a lot of time rewriting that and reconfiguring what that would mean to me now. And so now I have another image of my mind 20 years from now that I'm working on getting to, you know? So yes. it's always trying to just figure out what's the next chapter? What's the next version of me I want to get to? Absolutely. And that's just the power of manifestation. Mm-hmm. Who, who knew that we were going to get so inspirational today here? You know, um, we do what we can with what we got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think uh, potato cake salad or yeah, potato <laughs> salad cake was what was going to start it all? Like looking at. The, no, no, no. And, and uh, no, it's terrible. But what mm. I will say is that I because I did I struggled with the idea of it. Uh, when I first started because I thought they were stupid. I thought doing the food videos were dumb, especially because mm-hmm. uh, keep in mind, I was in school. So I was at Temple University and I, I was about to graduate with two degrees in theater and film and I finished. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, the same week that I moved to LA, I had an audition for grad school at Juilliard. Oh, and I was wow. like, am I really giving up being an actor to go talk about food in my bed? just so some people will laugh at it, you know? <laughs> like, I was like, like, what is that? Like, what does that even look like? You know, I felt like it was <laughs> it was kind of silly, you know? And I, it took a while for me to start to appreciate and understand that that was a stepping stone into my journey. Like, if that would have never happened, I would have never met, uh, I would have never met Michelle Obama. I would have never met Oprah. I would have never hosted the show. I would have never done the movie. Like, there's so many things that I wouldn't have been able to do if I hadn't done those. So I had to learn how to appreciate and be grateful for the journey that was given to me. And even though I couldn't understand it then, understanding it later on that it was meant to be and I was exactly where I was supposed to be for who I was to become. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I just feel like you just were honestly too bright and too bold to be confined in an institutionalized like grad school program. And really, I feel like what that experience was showing is that uh, it was you that everybody was looking for you in and of yourself without like the 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 having to do a formal audition and the in the terms of like a character or like an acting role it was actually just like your own charisma uniqueness mm-hmm. nerve and talent that really just drew people to you you know and and i it's 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 funny to watch how uh people's dreams will take these um paths that are not linear at all but take detours through so many interesting, interesting ventures, yeah. you know, like potato and I salad think it's cake. Really refreshing to hear you say too, that like you didn't like doing that. Cause I feel like there's a mm-hmm. lot of kids now growing up that are like, I want to just make videos of me eating in bed. Like, so I like <laughs> that you got that success and you're like, this is not it. I need to take this and like, make lemonade with the lemons I've been given. Right. Because- you know, and I think it's important that people understand is that, you got to figure out what your dream is. You know, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people base their dreams off of what other people dream Mm -hmm. and what they think looks like success or they let money be the driving force or something like that, you know? And it's like, it took a while for me to start making real big money, you know, off of the Mm -hmm. food videos and stuff like that. And it's like, but even though I knew that that was the gateway, I knew that that wasn't the dream. Like, 
No, and I, and I told people all the time, I was like, honey, if I'm 50 years old, still reacting to food videos, somebody need to slap me, because that's crazy. <laughs> you know? I'd be damn. I don't know. You know, maybe not not even a little revival. No. Kayla, wow. give a revival. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> now, okay. Now we we've talked a lot about food reaction videos. However, I'm a I'm a big uh, foodie. Love to cook. Love food, love it, and I love to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is like? What is your favorite dish? If somebody mm-hmm. was just like, you can only eat this alone for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. What are you choosing? Well, I make a mean chicken and dumplings. Oh. So I, it'd be my chicken and dumplings. That's that's the thing that I want forever and ever. Oh, that sounds so good. Oh, yeah, chicken and dumplings. That's it. With hot sauce. I don't like hot sauce. You don't like hot sauce. You I don't, don't like hot sauce. Ain't that don't crazy? Like... I know it's real random. You know, live your live your life. Yeah, you I know? don't like hot sauce. I'll I make love... you some of it. You could put hot sauce on it. You know, well, I'm gonna try yours first, the way that you have it without okay. the hot sauce. Okay. And then um, I'll put just like a little dash on there, you know. Right. Okay. Cavity. Okay. Now, okay. So the holidays, they yes. are vastly approaching. Uh-huh. And you released a Christmas album last yes, year. Yes. Now, can we expect any new music coming from you this holiday season or anytime soon? You in the can. Future? You can. Oh. I, I got a, a, a couple things up my sleeve, <laughs> you know? <laughs> What's funny is that, you know, because I sing all the time on my Instagram and stuff like that. And it's funny because I'll post a video. Then there's always like a whole bunch of people talking about, I didn't know you could sing. And I'd be like, well, baby, where you been? Yeah. You know, (laughs) I got a whole Christmas album, you know, that's on the Grammy ballot, baby. Go and listen to it, honey. Yes. Yeah. You know what? Watch out, Mariah. Ah! Can we expect (gasps) Christmas music from a Miss Coulee as well anytime you guys are both musicians? You know what? I should really get into the holiday Christmas mood. I was honestly having this uh, conversation. I was doing like a writing session last week. I was in L.A. writing some music and we were just talking about the holidays coming up, too. And I I was just like, you know, when Mariah wrote All I Want for Christmas is You, you know, it was just like an ask that was given to her. And she's just like, oh, I've never really written a Christmas song before. You know, she also wrote uh, Where Are You Christmas from Grinch. But Faith Hill sings it. Wow. Because that was before that. the Christmas album came out. And this was when Tommy Mottola was like, you shouldn't do a Christmas album. People only do Christmas albums at the end of their careers. So she didn't wow. record the song. Wow. And the more you know. Top model facts. Mm-hmm. And now Mariah owns Christmas. Now Mariah, wow. You know she be, I just want y'all to know. <laughs> she can't wait. She can't wait. She got I- it marked on her calendar. Well, we are recording this three days from now. She is ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Memes too. She's like, I'm ready. All those like Halloween <laughs> into November. Honey, she come out. So I'm excited to see what she got up her sleeve for this year. Because I mean, you already did the Apple special last year. I so it's know. like, what you going? I think it's going to be another Christmas album. I think it is. I think she's going to release another Christmas album because I mean, she's been working on it for a long time. I remember being in the thick of the pandemic and she being on Instagram live talking about she was in the studio working on Christmas music. You know, we can only be so lucky. You know, Mariah, we are here with, we're just waiting with the open arms, you know, uh-huh. 
I want it. ears, willing, hungry for a Christmas album. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us today. We had so much fun. You oh, thank were you. Just absolutely phenomenal. Did you have a good time? I did. I had a wonderful time. Yes, yes. Thank you. Well, please tell the people that yes. are at home listening where they can keep up with you on all of your amazing product projects. Products too. We need to work on that, honey. Yeah, Go I mean, ahead hey, and speak you, that. You that, was yes, manifesting. Manifesting. that. That was you manifesting. That was you manifesting. Okay, we need to get some products out here. Okay, so we get uh Michelle Coulee in an ad, honey. Okay, we get a savage by fifty. Mm-hmm. Yes, but uh, <laughs> I make it very easy for everybody. You can find me everywhere at the Kaylin Allen or the Kaylin Allen if you can't understand the D through my accent. yes thank you so much everybody for listening and uh remember if you have any top model facts or questions for maxwell and me our guests or you just want to say hi you can send us an email to be on top pod at gmail.com remember to subscribe to want to be on top wherever you listen and make sure that you rate and review the show why because it helps us grow i'm shay coulet and I'm Maxwell Esposito. And I'm Kaylin Allen. <coughs> Hell yeah. And as always, the question remains. Want to be, be on top? Want to be on top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Forever. To listen to Wanna Be On Top ad-free and Monday early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna Be On Top is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom, hosted by Shea Coulee, produced by Maxwell Esposito, editing and sound design by Will Pitts, executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 